ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding. <laughs> yes, Mr. Jason, Craig. You still Mr. Craig. The room. No. It's no, I'm not going to do it. But there is a beautiful picture on the wall. Never going to get it. 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 Aren't you going to ask me, Mr. Jason? Oh, Mr. Mr. Craig. Who do we have today? Well, this is from our special loan officer series. Ooh. We have. I'm Mike. feeling a little alone in my house. Well, aren't we all? <laughs> we have Mike Mortgage Jones going Ooh. pro with football shows, baseball throws, and loan officer flows. Who knows? <laughs> Let's goes. Let's go. Oh, shows. Buckle up. It's the Insurance Dudes Podcast. Boom. <laughs> All right. Mike Jones. Yes, Mike sir. Jones. How you doing, my man? I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, adjusting to everyday life. I know a lot has yes. changed for us all. It's, yeah. it's, it's challenging, I should say. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so are you home uh, and with family around you? Yes. Yes. I'm home. Two young kids, wife, so two <laughs> dogs. It's a party all day long. Isn't it just delightful? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Well, before we dive in, and I don't know if you've, if you've listened to the insurance dudes at all, but the first question we ask everybody is what was the first concert you went to? And you can go way back. You could have been a little kid. Oh, that's a good one. First concert I went to. Man. I went to tough to, one, Barney? No, so I'm originally from Texas. Dang. And I went to the rodeo. It's a big deal out there in, in Houston area. <laughs> and they always have a huge celebrity. And I remember when I was in the ninth grade, Destiny's Child was there. Wow. Which they're, they're oh. from Houston too. Yeah, this yeah. is in Houston deal. Astrodome. Yeah, it was it was a big deal. I remember that. But as an adult, um, I went to a Jay Z concert and Ooh. I went to uh, to a Maxwell concert, which was really good, surprisingly good. Nice. And yeah, that's about it. Well, cool. Well, welcome, welcome to the insurance stuff. dudes. So yeah. you're actually not an insurance dude, but you work in the you work closely, likely with some insurance dudes. And um, one of the things that, that we're doing is we branch out um, and, and provide more value to our audience, the insurance dudes and dudettes out there is loan officers are huge in, in what the resources that and knowledge they have and how there's that intersection of our industries, right? Um, right. I mean, some of our, some of our best clients come from our centers of influence being loan officers, realtors, um, you know, and, and, and such. So we love uh, you to tell a little bit about your background, how you got into the business, and uh, we'll, we'll then go from there. You want the long version or the short version? Yeah, whatever. In between, okay, well. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're all on lockdown. <laughs> right, exactly. We have time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so just uh, my story, I guess. Uh, like I said, born and raised in Houston, Texas. Uh, I came out to Arizona um, on a football scholarship. I played at Arizona State, uh, but I also played baseball as well. So I played two sports in college. Nice. Um, yeah, I played professionally both sports as well. I got drafted in baseball and played in the NFL for two and a half years. Wow. And then, oh, That's yeah. incredible. A lifetime ago. I'm sorry. For the Cardinals? 
Cardinals were my last team, actually. So for the okay. Texans, Seattle, and the Arizona wow, Cardinals. Wow, that's amazing. What's up? So bounced around two, three teams in two years. Uh, played in the Gulf Coast League in Tampa, Florida. Got drafted by the Yankees in baseball. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. And then, and then I, my phone stopped ringing. So I realized, <laughs> okay, well, football might be coming to an end. And then it took, it took some time to accept that and learn that you got to find something else now. That plan B That's that tough, your parents huh? been talking about. Oh, yeah, it is tough. It's more mental than anything. But, yes, it is tough. But I always was taught that there's more to life other than sports, and you always have to have a plan B, C, D, E, and F, G. Um, <laughs> and then again, my, my phone stopped ringing, and I, I got a job working at the W Hotel in Scottsdale. Um, just something part-time, consistent income, had time to stay in shape just in case if the phone rang. Didn't ring. <laughs> um, and I met met someone, got into corporate security. I did that for a few years. Then I became an executive admin at the second, uh, the same company for a few years. And then I um, was expecting a baby. And, and I always knew that I wasn't going to do that forever. And I've always looked forward for a challenge, I should say. Mm-hmm. And during this whole time, I've always coached kids and trained kids. I've been doing it, what, twelve, going on 10 years now. And I've always loved giving back and helping people. And I, and one of the kids I was coaching, his father was in the mortgage business. My now boss um, told me about <laughs> what he, what he does and what, uh, what the mortgage business is all about. And he said, I, I'd be a good fit, good people person. I got a little bit of a story. So I studied, got my license and I've been doing it ever since. And I love it. I honestly, I wish I would have done a lot, a lot sooner. Um, because just the fact that you get to help people every day, every day is different. Um, it's challenging and it allows me to have the flexibility to be super dad, which is my ultimate goal in my why for everything. It's just yeah. want to be just super dad. Um, mainly because back to my story, I'm single, single, uh, only child raised by a single mother. So I've always had pride in when I become a father, I'm going to take it to another level. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Awesome. You're likely very competitive, right? Uh, to a, yeah, I, I mean, mean it's, it's natural, I guess. <laughs> to make it to professional sports, though, I mean, you were in high school the best of the best, and then you get to college, and maybe it's a little more challenging, but still, in, for you to make the step from college to NFL, you had mm-hmm. to be the best of college. And it must, like, each level must have been so interesting to see, like, oh, shit, there's a lot of guys that are – freaking fast like you get to the nfl and it's like a whole nother thing right i mean just exactly so fast yeah and i, I was just going to hit on that um people like when you go to the next level from high school to jump from high school to, to college yes it is a change in, in speed and just everything really but the jump from college <laughs> to the nfl it's a whole nother ball game when you get up there like it's it, we're talking about grown men that are feeding their family and making a ton of money and it's more than competitive it's like a lifestyle and people think all i see is money of what they see on tv and turn on sports center espn oh such and such is making 10 million dollars a year you know what in the third quarter when it's third and 15 and he's exhausted he's not thinking about how much money he's making you're thinking about making the play and beating the man in front of him, and that consistently happens every single play. And people don't look at that; they just look at the paycheck, which is a grind out there. And I encourage people: if you ever have the opportunity 
to stand on the sidelines for an NFL game or get really good seats those first, like, 10 rows. Watch the speed of the game. You tell me if you can go out there and perform. And, yeah, and it no blows way. people's mind. So yeah. that's just something that I like to put things in perspective for people yeah. from my experience. You know, we, we talked to uh, Mikey Taylor, professional skateboarder, and um, <clears throat> I find it real interesting. My mom was also, uh, she was uh, in the Junior Olympics, and she kind of went through this transitional phase, uh, especially recently where she stopped doing ath- being athletic. You know what I mean? Where she got out right. of aerobics after that. And um, it's incredible what happens. I Like I played music when I was young and, and uh, you know, would go on tour with bands and stuff. I mean, I, it wasn't anything incredible, but it was like, I really thought I was going to do music my whole life. It was one of those passion things. And I think like football, baseball, um, the Olympic or, you know, gymnastics or whatever it may be, you have these passion things that you do. And it's like, you dedicate your life. You think about it all the time. You eat, breathe everything. And then at some point you do something else. And it's like, dude, you got your identity is so wrapped up in this thing. And it's like, all of a sudden you have to do like a mind change. And it's like, when you were talking about how hard it was going out of football, I was like, yeah, like it's, it, that, is an incredible change for yeah, someone. It, it was, it was, it is an incredible change. It's so, something that you're not familiar with. Like that was the part just accepting, okay, well, I don't have the structure of, I have a meeting at this time. I have practice at this time. I have a game at this time. I didn't have that anymore. And I'm such a very structured person. I had to find out what else works for me. What else can I do to structure my life? And that's one of the things I've been working on, even with my current job of just building structure of what I do. Um, and me personally, I, I thrive better when I have like a, a schedule, I should say. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. My, my daughter did, did gymnastics, got to level 10. She would have, she was right at the point where scholarships and all that kind of stuff. And, and then she got injured and she said, look, I just, I can't do it anymore. You know, yeah. I was at the point where, like, I will get you, I will buy you a brand new Jeep if you just finish this thing, you know, right. college. and she's like, no, I, I, I wish I had a new Jeep, but that's how much I don't want to do it anymore. I can't because I'm yeah, in so much people. pain, but, right. but like, she was, she took that structure that you, that you speak of, you know, and it was like, she was able to apply that to, to school and just mm-hmm. like, boom, boom, straight A's, just, just, just really use that. In, in your right. experience, and then, like, how did you take your structure and the way that you've been almost programmed, right, because you've done it for so long, and apply it to this, this industry, which is very similar to ours, where there's almost no structure, and the only <laughs> way, you know, like, you have to create the structure yourself. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, th- that, that was a challenging part, because I just expected things to be already structured. Yeah. And when I when I caught myself stressing more and I caught myself losing things and being unorganized, I I did my homework and 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 talked to some people that have been doing it for a while. Like, well, what made you successful? How how did you get to where you are? And that's what they said: time blocks, set your schedules, own your time. Um, don't just change things just because your phone rings. Stay the course. And it's going to relieve stress. Your business is going to be a lot better. Um, you're going to, your services are going to be a lot better. You'll just feel better. You'll sleep better. And that's kind of what I've, I've been doing over the, over the past couple of years is 
try to keep to my schedule, my time blocks. And then um, nowadays, it's, it's almost like I'm starting from the beginning because I have two young kids and they have homeschool. So I have time blocks of homeschool for like an hour and a half, three times a day. And then on top of it, I have to do my job full time. And then my wife's busy as well. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah. but we're figuring it out. Yeah. So how nice. has it been like, like as you get to the next level in this business, like what, mm -hmm. what kind of things are you doing as a loan officer to find business, to grow your business? To be honest, I'm, I've always been a huge relationship guy. Um, before this all happened, I, I try to have my like tour of local coffee shops and just meet people once a day and just build relationships with those people. And I don't always look for business. I like to have conversations. I like to learn other people's stories and their why and why they are who they are and how they get to where they are. And if business comes from that, fantastic. If not, then no worries. At least I learned it. And I always end the things with what can I do to help others and what can I do to achieve your goal? Um, so I've networked a lot with like coffee meetings. Um, lately, I've done a couple of Zoom calls, but personally, it's not the same, but it is something, obviously, social media that, that helps with building business. Um, but other than that, that that's, that's the core of how I build my business now um, as of late. And with this whole curveball with the world now yeah i'm trying to find other creative ways to do it awesome um i'd like to jump into uh so so i i know our going back to what cred said originally um i know our two world worlds definitely collide right the mm -hmm. insurance and uh loan officer mortgage industry um what experience have you had with insurance agents Oh, quite a bit. I have, I have a few of them. No, it's funny part is I actually thought about going into insurance when I was on that, that crossing road. Like, what do I want to do mortgages? Do I want to be a full-time coach? Do I want to go to insurance? I, I started studying for the exam and then I started taking <laughs> the other exam and it just clicked more for me. Um, totally. But yeah, I have a few insurance partners that I use, um, obviously mostly for homeowners insurance because people will get on the contract and looking for the best rates possible for homeowners insurance, or if I really need something to make the deal work, um, have a few people that help me out with that and shopping other companies. Um, but other than that, that's, that's the most interaction I get with insurance guys like yourselves. Um, and I also have a former teammate that works for an insurance company um, and that, that I, I bounce ideas off of and just to get his opinion on things that I may not be the most educated about. So that, that's, that, that's great. So you work with some insurance dudes. Um, what, how do you, how did you cultivate those relationships? Did they approach you? Did you approach them? Um, a little bit of both. Uh, like I said, social media, I try to make a presence there and people will reach out and if would love to have coffee with me because they see that I'm having coffee with other people and there'll be insurance guys or, or gals, I should say. Um, so that's another way. And, um, one one of my main ladies she was a referral from an old manager that I used to have and she's been doing insurance for I think as long as I've been alive so I lean on her a lot when I have questions and she's always available um with any questions that I have even text phone call email anytime so um that that's again that's pretty much all I really do with insurance but at the same time I know it's it makes or breaks 
my deals, that's for sure. And, and okay. how, yeah, how, uh, how many insurance guys or girls hit you up to try to develop those relationships? And what would you say would stand out to develop those relationships? Like what would catch your attention? Um, I mean, it's, it used, used to be quite often, not as much anymore. Um, but for them to get my attention, like I, I like to, I like to meet in person, um, first, maybe if it is social media or something, and there's something that we can relate to that draws me in or my attention, children, athletic background, et cetera, et cetera. That, that kind of breaks the ice to meet in person. And then just, I just like to click with people. It's not always about what they have to offer, the cheapest price, highest price, the service, just clicking with people and building relationships where we can work together and achieve one main goal of helping other people, not helping other people and protecting other people. Love it. So as, as other folks, you know, they, 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 they make this choice and they're on the fence, whether to go into insurance or going to, to possibly being a loan officer, what Mm -hmm. kind of advice would you give to somebody that was interested in in entering your industry? Be patient. (laughs) Be patient. (laughs) The one thing that nobody wants to be. Exactly. Be, Be patient, be consistent and those are the biggest things really just being patient because it's not going to happen overnight it's not going to happen when you want it to happen but if you're patient and consistent and work hard it'll eventually happen you'll eventually achieve your goals or at least you'll see a light at the end of the tunnel um because my my first year it was it was a grind that's for sure it's it's an eye opener yeah how was it a, a grind what kind of things happened that made it really challenging it, it's it's a huge learning curve because uh-huh. in, in my world that the guidelines are changing all the time and you always have to learn new things almost daily because if you don't, it can change whether a loan will close or not. So that was, that was a big part of it. And just trial and error, learning from your mistakes. Um, that was another thing that I wasn't really used to, I should say, like I've I messed up maybe once in my pe- in the past doing whatever I was doing, but I figured it out the second time. Here, there's always something that you, you have to go through or learn just to make things happen so you feel more comfortable down the road, because it might be one way to solve a problem, but next time you can be presented with the same problem, but you need to solve it a different way. Um, so just the learning, getting educated, trial and error, um, not making as much money as you thought you were going to make. Um, if you do have a family, I'm sure you're going to get an <laughs> earful when you get home. Things like that. <laughs> that was that was that was a part of the, the the struggle and the grind that I had to go through. But again, me being patient, continuing to learn, continuing to learn from others has definitely helped me in, in my career. What would you say? What, what's some of the best advice that you've had along the way? Like, like, what are some standout points that, like, Ooh, maybe a mentor one. or? Everyone you know needs to know what you do. That was a big mm-hmm. one for me because I was, a, I wouldn't say, I would say a private person. I, I keep to my circle. I stay to myself and my family. And then I had to commit to social media, which I wasn't too excited about. <laughs> um, but then I, I learned that I 
that's the, that's the way to do it nowadays. It's the 21st century. And yeah. every, every time you go somewhere, people are looking down at their phone. Like you can walk into a Starbucks, <laughs> right. not today, but <laughs> before this all happened, <laughs> 90% of the people are down, looking at some kind of device. And if you can stay right. in front of them, then that's a huge help. So social media um, was a big part of, of uh, what the mentor taught me. Everyone needs to know, be patient, be consistent, and just just have a passion for what you're doing. Help other people. Is your social media is that? Do you just do organic, or do you use do you pay do you use any paid ads or? I don't. It's just all me, me, myself, and I. Every now and then, throw my family in there. I share my story, crack a couple jokes, say some facts that people need to hear keep them motivated, inspirational stuff, just across the board. That's awesome. And when you first started that, you said that you were um, definitely more to yourself. And I think a lot of people can relate. There's a lot of people in our industry that don't do social media. How did you overcome that? Like what, what got you to going from, I'm not posting anything to like, now I'm posting about my family and I'm trying to motivate, like you're kind of running the gamut. I've always... I got over what other people think a long time ago. And, and it has to do a lot to do with sports and just being on that stage and in front of the cameras and doing interviews. Like I was comfortable and confident with who I am a long time ago. So just to be in front of people and put a camera where there's no one really around, it was a piece of cake for me. Like there's really nobody there. I'm used to people watching physically rather than yeah a camera looking at you the whole time and people are going to judge you whether you do well or don't. You just have to be confident in yourself and understand you're doing the right thing to help other people and let yeah. haters hate, I guess I should say. And you got to yeah. be prepared for the haters, right? And, and yeah. if, you're, if you go to the NFL that, or even when you told when you're in college and you're telling people, I want to be in the NFL, I bet you more people would tell you, you know how hard it is to get, you know, and give you all the reasons why you can't do it instead right. of the reasons why you can just like when we started podcast, you know, you're 150 episodes ago. It's like, oh yeah, sure. You know how saturated that is. It, that's so hard to do. It's like, well, yeah. then let's grind it out. I mean, we've gotten plenty of the, you know, the thumbs down. It's like, okay, we must be doing something right if we have right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like you exactly. can't let it bug you. Can't let exactly. it bug you. And I tell my I tell my players that I coach that you're doing something right. If people are hating you, if no one doesn't like right. what you're doing, you're not doing something right. You need to change right. the things that you're doing. <laughs> they, so someone they, can hate. Right. The people that, that get self-conscious and feel uncomfortable because you're doing better are, are going to be the haters. So if you don't have any, then <laughs> you're not doing right. Exactly. You're not doing the right things. You need, you need yeah. to get more. Yeah. Yep. What would you say? Uh, so we usually ask this to insurance agents, and I'm just curious. What would you – um, what advice, best advice you would give somebody coming into the mortgage industry if you had to give them one piece of advice? Freshly new, coming in. There might be an insurance dude out there that said, you know what, I'm switching industries. Because I know, like like you said, you started studying for the insurance. I yeah. mean, I, I did real estate before. I mean, it's so funny how the worlds are just so, you know. They're so intertwined. Yeah, they are. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah same avenues. Um, yeah. Advice for someone coming in as an LO. Um, back to the back to what I was talking. Just be patient, man. Just 
be patient. It's going to happen. You got into this business for the flexibility of most people and to make some money. Most people, right. it's not going to happen today. It's people, or I'll actually was taught it's a three year plan. So the first year is you're going to drag your face through. Yep. S H I T. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second year will be mud. And then the third year will just be dirt and you'll be able to dust it off. And then you'll, you'll know uh. what you're doing after that. And that's, like that's that. kind of the, the approach that I tell myself because when I first started and at least got on my own because I started to consumer direct on the, on the phone all the time. Um, that first month, I was just like, I'm ready to go, 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 go. And I'm not used to failing so much. And I was just like, man, am I doing something wrong? And I just reconnect with people that have been doing it. And they tell you, Mike, you, you're doing it. You're doing all the right things. You're doing the things on social media. You have to go through this. Remember the three-year plan? And I just tell myself, yeah. well, I, I, I don't have three years, but at the same time, it's, you're, it's just part of yeah. life, really. You have to go through these steps to be successful. Yeah. Just yeah. Most people give up. And keep going. Keep exactly. Going. I, I like that analogy. Crap, mud, dirt for three years. And that's Crap, pretty much mud, in our industry, too. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of the same thing. It's like, you know, you, yeah, it's a lot of, it's a, lot of a grind. And those who come out on the other side of the, you know, being consistent are awesome. And it's almost like that, that grind also teaches you a ton. Mike, I want to thank you so much for, for all this awesome advice. And I want to, I want to say that I love how you put your family and your kids in the forefront of what you're doing. And um, it's really cool. It's uh, cool to have priorities. Well, thank For you. Sure. Thank you. That's, that's the motivation. That's my why. I mean, why else would you do it? This is that's yeah. what you're remembered. That's your legacy. It's yeah. not what other people think. It's not what other people approve and things like that. Like, I don't have time for that. My, my job is to provide and make sure that they're taken care of. They're taught lessons that I wasn't taught. So they have a head start in life when yeah. life presents itself to them. That's awesome. Love it. Well, thank cool, you, man. Mike. I, I am definitely going to reach out since you're right up the street and uh, we'll probably chat Perfect. some more. Yeah. Get some anytime, coffee. Anytime. Yeah. Get some coffee. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me know once, sure. once we're allowed to yeah. come out of the house. Let's do it. <laughs> once they won't shoot us the moment we step outside. Exactly. It is Arizona. It's a little different here, Jason. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, well, hey, Mike, thank you so much, man. And uh, we look forward to chatting with you down the road. Oh, thank you guys for having okay. me. I appreciate Take it. Anytime. Yeah. All right. You got it, Mike. Have a good one. You too. Hey, you've got to check out the Insurance Dudes Inner Circle coming soon where you get extended interviews as well as live coffee talks in our private Facebook group. Join the mailing list today at theinsurancedudespodcast.com. Hey, thanks for checking out the Insurance Dudes. Hey, please subscribe. We got some really great stuff coming out.